All right. You know what? Today, you fake live guys, you guys are on before uh, the YouTubers and the Comedy Schools Radio Network.com people. Um, man, I do not like the way that ceiling sits like that. That's a little better. You know what? I fixed this thing, and since I fixed it, I cannot adjust it. <laughs> I fixed a little tripod that uh, holds uh, uh, my entire production studio. I tightened it up. And now I can't uh, wiggle it as much. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages. My name is Tony Visick, and you are watching Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. This is your daily diversion or distraction for the anger, anxiety, hoopla, and weirdness going on in the world today. Always a debate as to whether there should be any distractions at all. But you got to remember that even during uh, times of war, entertainers would go and entertain the troops. Uh, if you grew up, uh, when I did, we grew up with Bob Hope doing, going, over, going over to Vietnam and performing for the troops and found out he'd done it before Glenn Miller, uh, 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 even in, in, uh, in, you know, in more modern times, U.S. military actions overseas, uh, people have gone over and performed for them. Uh, if you ever see the movie Apocalypse Now, there's an apocalyptic performance there. We do need our diversions and we do need our distractions to help us focus to be able to move forward. So that's what I try to provide. Good day to you, Mike and Tina Lawson. Hello, Shale. Hello, everybody. Uh, we try to provide that to you on a daily basis. Uh, yesterday, if you were watching yesterday, it was kind of a weird show. It was a short show, and it was only on Facebook Live. And in the history of this uh, podcast, broadcast, whatever, uh, we've only had three that were only on Facebook Live that we're not on YouTube, on Comedy Schools, or on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. And only one day since we've started that we missed. So that, that's, that's pretty darn uh, consistent there, I think, if you want to ask me, buddy. Um, so uh, anyway, I just got off the phone with a very funny guy named Jeffrey Peterson. Jeffrey Peterson has always been around, president of the creation, was in a uh, metal band in the early 80s on uh, the Sunset Strip which I remember, I was hanging out on the Sunset Strip in the late 70s through all the way through about the mid-80s. Uh, once I got sober, I wasn't spending a lot of time on, sun, on the Sunset Strip anymore. Uh, but at the same time I got sober, I started touring around the country as a comic. So, uh, But uh, I remember uh, uh, Jeffrey Peterson. I remember there was a hoopla in the late 70s, early 80s where they were trying to ban heavy metal music from the Sunset Strip. And only have glam, you know. But if you'd been around when I was younger, you didn't want glam. Uh, champ says, no baseball cap today. No, Champ, you know, I, uh, and here's the thing, Champ. You're going to throw me off here. I'll talk about it. I think I still have boxes in the garage. I don't know if this is true or not. Shirley might be able to uh, let me know. I have one box with uh, a big box. I got a big box, Champ, um, with all kinds of baseball hats from the 70s and 80s and 90s and you know i'll probably dig them out for the show just to liven things up you know just to, to create an excitement here on facebook live and on uh, youtube uh, i'll wear uh, other hats i've kind of ran through the 40 or 50 hats i have 40 or 50 hats just laying around here and it's baseball hats it's also a fireman's hat there's a top hat uh, the fireman's hat is from um uh, champ says you don't need to wear a baseball cap you got great hair and show it yeah, well, champ, if I showed everything, I got great. <laughs> yeah. All right, headed towards a bad joke there. Thank you, sir. 
Thank you. Um, what I want to tell you guys about uh, before we get into the uh, the meet. So yesterday, yes, I uh, did the show only on Facebook Live from the front of uh, Tempe Chrysler Dodge, where I bought my most recent vehicle to get my Earl changed. That's how I say it, Earl, to get my Earl changed. So, um, you know what? I'm just not going to get that ceiling where I want it to be for you guys. You're just going to have to live with the ceiling. But mainly you get to see, mainly you get to see me. Um, we'll get a little more of a close-up here. Get a little more centered. There we go. Eh, is that good? That's good. Um, biggest box, best box. Nobody's seen a box like that, people. Biggest box, best box. Nobody's seen a box like that, people. Tell me, slow the testing down. I don't know, you know, I don't get into a lot of that here, but um, I watched some of uh, Donald Trump's uh, Oklahoma speech Saturday night, and I swear to God, it was like he was channeling Jerry Lewis. And I told my people, slow the testing down, lady. I thought, oh my God, he is doing Jerry Lewis. Not Lewis and Martin. Jerry Lewis during his uh, period were the only people who liked him were the people of France. Uh, so I did it uh, yesterday in front of a, uh, uh, a Dodge dealership because they get my Earl changed. Oil is how some people mispronounce that word. I say it correctly. I say Earl. Um, and uh, uh, they told me I could come in from 10 to 6 or 9 to 5 or noon to 3 or whatever and go through the express line. So I pull up looking for an express line. Don't see one. Park in front of the place. Young lady comes out, masked up. Cool. I'm masked up. Everybody's masked up. All God's children wearing masks. Uh, takes out my information, says, well, it'll take about an hour and you can just wait inside, you know, while we're, you know, we're doing your car. And the cool thing is I already paid for all these oil changes. The last time I was there, by the way, getting an oil change, uh, someone who's watching right now, Kevin Brown was with me, hanging out with me and I went and get the Earl changed. But, um, that was their express. I go in there and they tell me it'll be about an hour. So I'm sitting there fiddling around. I'm going to go out and do the show. And they go, it'll be an extra 20 minutes. I go, why do you call it the express lane? I said, you should just call the place Jiffy Lube so everybody will be disappointed. But anyway, that's why uh, the show was done in front of a um, Chrysler dealership yesterday. But today, I am not in front of a Chrysler dealership. I am only in front of you. Um, Kevin Brown. You know, Kevin Brown, have you made that video viral? Kevin Brown. I am I'm addressing you, sir. Kevin Brown, one of the funniest people uh, I know. Uh, beyond that, a uh, really wonderful person. If you've been in the funny business as long as I have, you start to realize that wonderful is more important than funny. And when you can find someone who's both, that's a bonus. Uh, yes, you do remember that day. But I'm asking, the video you made yesterday, have you tried to make it viral? Can I tell people about the video? I'll wait for you to say yes. It's the funniest damn thing. Uh, funny. It's just, it's uniquely funny. Uh, a couple things coming up. I want to tell you about Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, this coming Friday night, uh, 7 PM mountain standard time. We are going to be presenting, uh, class clowns this is the longest running comedy showcase in the greater Phoenix area. Yes. It would have been quicker if I bought a new car. You're right, Mike. Uh, Kevin Brown says, no, no, I can't tell him or no, you haven't made a viral. Uh, anyway, Friday night, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is the showcase. It's seen people go all the way from first show to national television. And you can witness it free, absolutely free. All you have to do is write me, Tony Visick, at comedyschools at hotmail.com. Comedyschools at hotmail.com. And I'll send you a, a, a Zoom code. I'll send you a Zoom code and you will uh, be able to witness that show free. Sunday night, if you happen to be 
in the greater Phoenix area. We're doing our first live show, our first live in-person show since March 15th. And it'll be uh, at the last place we did a live show, which is Stir Crazy Comedy Club in Glendale. Tickets are available at stircrazycomedyclub.com. Tickets are $15.00. Uh, there's very limited seating because of uh, the ongoing uh, pandemic. Uh, we are doing everything we can logistically to have safe social distancing. We may Zoom live that show. We are going to have some performers who are uh, with us who are from Houston, Texas, and from New York City who were literally just going to take one of our computers. It's a, it's a small, cool, little intimate club. And put that computer on a, uh, a stool on the stage and let these people... Perform. I guess I'll have to bring speakers too. So uh, we're going to be doing that Sunday. That's what we're doing Sunday. And then, of course, uh, this coming Tuesday, free intro to stand-up comedy workshops. To find out more about that, go to comedyschools.com. Kevin Brown just said that I could tell people about about his uh, video. And it is a video of him sitting on a couch and his daughter uh, popping blackheads out of his head. Where they come out like squiggling like that. It is a video of that. And I found myself yesterday watching that for 10 minutes. Uh, not only because I knew the guy. It was just like, you know, she's pulling him out and going, look at that, look at that. And um, I thought, man, that's why we need organized sports back. If this is what's grabbed my attention right now, don't tell me we don't need organized sports. Because uh, this is what we're down to. So all respect to Kylie Irving, who thinks maybe that uh, bringing the NBA back will be a distraction from some of the... Uh, absolutely important social issues uh, that need to be addressed in this country today. But uh, it will only help refocus us more, Kylie. It will. When we watch the L.A. Clippers, you know, the sad thing is when the L.A. Clippers win the NBA final this year, there'll be a little, uh, I always say this word wrong, asterisk. Is that how you say it? Asterisk. Yeah. Huh? An asterisk. An asterisk. I used to say it in aristic. I don't know why. Maybe because I'm listexic. Uh, asterisk. Be, when they win, they'll go, oh, that was the COVID years, and that doesn't really count. But uh, we need the NBA, and we need uh, MLB, as long as all those players can be safe while they're playing, too. It's going to be a tough slog. Until then, when you're looking for entertainment, I'm with you every day at 2 p.m. Uh, I'm also with you on Sunday nights with Tony Visick Presents Sunday Nights Funnier. And I got great workshops for you where you can you can be the show. Instead of waiting for someone else to be the show. Let's get to the stuff, shall we? Let's get to the stuff. So um, I always present some knickknack or memorabilia I've collected. And apparently I've collected a lot of t-shirts in my day. Memorial, t- uh, memorial t-shirts that I wear. Here's one. Pretty cool. Look at that. There we go. Isn't that a beautiful shot? That's a classic. Who is that? That is a man who, in my estimation, is the uh, greatest guitarist of the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, Mr. Jerry Garcia. Uh, Asterisk. Randy says it's Aster. Randy, I still screw up your last name. Uh, But Asterisk. Asterisk. What was I saying? I don't know what what you're referring to. How you say that that little thing that you put it next to some? Yeah, that little star. He, Randy is saying it's asterisk. 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 It's still, I don't know. All right. Okay. All right. You know what? I, I, you know, I, I don't want to start a fucking Facebook fight over this. Uh, 
Jerry Garcia, okay, stunning. I'll get into why I think he's the greatest guitarist of all time uh, at a later date. But look here on the back. That's what's cool. So that is his right hand. That is where they did like a uh, silk screen or whatever on a mimeograph and was able to get a copy of his right hand and then uh, printed up on shirts. Let me show it to you again. One of the greatest, most prolific guitar players in the world. That's his right hand. That's right. How good was Jerry Garcia? He was missing a finger and still helped create acid rock, usher in so much of the folk rock music, country rock music, uh, brought jazz into the rock and roll world, did all kinds of stunning things uh, with his music and uh, the way he reached out in the world. Uh, leader, uh, reluctant leader of a band that oftentimes was the number one touring band in America. Uh, how incredible is the legacy of what he created up until COVID? Dead and Company, which has the rhythm guitarist and the two original drummers, um, and then the addition of John Mayer and a couple other guys was playing stadiums, a band that formed in 1965. And uh, even though they claim to be a band that um, uh, was a, a communal experience, uh, Jerry was the musical leader. Jerry was the one who was the musical innovator. And what he created and the doors he opened for other artists to be able to walk through is so strong that a band that really contains just a couple of the guys from 1965 sells out stadiums. So, Jerry Garcia from my all-time favorite band, The Grateful Dead. T-shirt, rare T-shirt, uh, like a silkscreen, I don't know, shot of his face, beautifully done, and his hand. What happened when he was a little kid, he was watching his brother uh, cut, uh, cut wood, and uh, there was a slip, and an, I think a piece of wood hit his finger and uh, cut it off, cut it off. So, when he played, that finger was missing, and he held, of course, you hold the fig pick with these two but even if he was going to finger pick he was still missing a finger and of course he did finger pick he was an incredibly incredibly stunningly good uh, banjo player for many years the number one bluegrass album in the world was a uh, album that jerry garcia had done in 1970 okay enough about jerry garcia uh what and the next thing i'm going to do is i'm going to recommend two pieces of music or mu musical artists based on my vast vinyl collection and i've gone kind of deep here and i got some stuff here for you and um right here a man who helped give birth to rock and roll two men who uh gave helped give birth to rock and roll one kind of known to a lot of people one totally forgotten ladies and gentlemen this is joe williams joe williams was a blues holler hollerer par excellence i think i just screwed it up but his version of every day. So if you want to hear something going, oh, wow. Wow. How did I not know that this existed? Go in and YouTube Joe Williams Sings Every Day. On here is a bunch of good stuff. Uh, it's raining hard, detour ahead every day. They didn't believe me. Blow, Mr. Lowe. Time for moving when the sun goes down. Kansas City Blues by Count Basie, of course. Always on the blue side. Safe, sane, and single. So in the 50s, back when white people didn't listen to black people's music unless it was Nat King Cole, this guy was creating a lot of the intonation and rhythms that would later on become rock and roll singing and rock and roll music. Um, just stunningly good, guy, stunningly good 
this is a original recording on Regent Records out of Newark, New Jersey. Like a lot of people of his day, he got ripped off quite a bit, and I don't know how it all came to an end for him, but what you want to concern yourself with is getting to know Joe Williams, all right, because you will love it. You will love it. Now, the next guy also kind of comes from that era, and he was kind of rescued um, as far as uh, his uh, legacy by British blues players, all right, and here it is. And this is not an original recording, okay? It's a uh, reprint, but it's great. And here it is. That's Mr. Howlin' Wolf. Howlin' Wolf. And you all know him now from ED commercials and stuff. And on this album, Howlin' Wolf, All Night Boogie. All Night Boogie. Gonna boogie all night long. Cause of it all, Killing Floor. It's a song that uh, I'm crazy for, especially Electric Flag's version. Red Rooster, great, great tune. Built for comfort, commit a crime, do the do. Highway 49, worried about you, poor boy, and wang dang doodle. We're going to wang dang doodle all day. So um, just let me read this to you real quick. If you don't know Howlin' Wolf, you need to know Howlin' Wolf. Howlin' Wolf was working on a plantation near Rueville in Sunflower, a country 120 miles west of Aberdeen, a county, 20 miles west of Aberdeen, when he was born in June 1910. Howlin' Wolf was able to learn from the older singers. His voice was less vibrant and sounded strained and constricted when he sang. But the physical impact of his blues and the angrily burning eyes and the massive head made him unforgettable. This guy, this is who the Rolling Stones fell in love with, the Beatles fell in love with, Led Zeppelin fell in love with, Cream fell in love with, Eric Clapton fell in love with. He's one of the most important people in 20th century music. He's right up there. If you're going with the top 10, with Dylan being in there for sure, Howlin' Wolf is right there because what he was able to convey with his voice and the way that he crafted a tune just grabbed people by the throat and the head and the heart and the soul and made them go, what the hell was that? All right, one of the great players. Now, he was a smart guy with his money. I've read about him. Uh, he did well with his money. He was on chess records with B.B. Uh, King, not B.B. King, uh, Muddy Waters and Willie Dixon uh, and uh, uh, Slim Harpo and all those guys. Uh, but he was smart with his money. He saved his money. He uh, paid his band well, so he's kept his band together. Uh, he got sick far too early in life in his 50s, I believe, uh, high blood pressure, etc. But, uh, man, could that guy kick it out. And when things were getting really thin for them because of uh, rock and roll music and rock music just overtaking everything, uh, especially with the Beatles overtaking everything, he and uh, Muddy Waters went on tour in England. They couldn't sell out a club. They couldn't sell out a small club in the United States anymore at this time. But they were invited on a tour of England when they got off the plane in England, Howlin' Wolf and Muddy Waters got the same adulation and treatment <coughs> that the British Beatles got when they come to the United States and extended his career. And a lot of young people who didn't realize where their music came from were able to hear that not only where it came from, but how much better and how much more unique it was from those artists. So if you don't know Howlin' Wolf, if you only know him from like 
stuff they put in commercials now. Go back and really listen to Holland Wolf. I'm sure if you YouTube uh, Holland Wolf All Night Boogie, you can find this entire album. You really want to hear him his version of Killing Floor, his ver- version of Red Rooster. I think all of these songs were written by uh, Willie Dixon, by the way. I believe that. I believe that. Let me, let me double check. Um, you know what? You know that this was a ripoff album because they do not credit the writers. And it kind of pissed I don't know where I got this. I was bumming around the country and going into record stores. And um, uh, they, don't, they do not list the writers. But uh, Willie Dixon is really the unheralded guy from the Chess Records early rock rhythm and blues days because he wrote almost all the Muddy Waters stuff and a lot of B.B. King stuff that uh, uh, went on to become the, uh, the uh, touchstone for so much of rock music. So, a couple of artists there for you kind of dig into a little bit. Howlin' Wolf, who you kind of know, but dig into him a little deeper. And Joe Williams. Joe, just Google Joe Williams. I mean, you YouTube Joe Williams every day. All right? And just check out that incredible voice, that in- phrasing, that sound. Nothing like it going on right now. These are the guys who gave birth to decades of great American music. Two of them, anyway. All right. Okay, hello, Jerry. Hello, Gary. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. Wrap it up. I'll take it. You know what I heard? And I don't, I don't get into this right now, okay? Um, but I heard that they uh, defaced Stevie Ray Vaughan's statue. I think DJ was uh, telling us that here on Facebook Live the other day. So at that point, man, you're just defacing statues. You're not, you're not making a point about anything. You know, you're just spray painting shit now. Go home and spray paint your own shit. You know, leave musicians alone. Uh, all right, we're going to wrap it up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, remember, be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time with some other cool stuff. All right, Friday night, absolutely free. Friday night, absolutely free. 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can watch Class Clown Comedy Showcase. Uh, that's my advanced comedy workshop. that are going to be strutting their wares, showing you what they've been working on for the last several weeks. Some very funny people in this show. You're going to enjoy it, and I'm going to give it to you for free. All you got to do is write me, Tony Visick, at ComedySchools at Hotmail.com. Sunday night, if you're in Greater Phoenix, we're stir-crazy. And this coming Tuesday, absolutely free, free intro to stand-up comedy. Here on Zoom, go to ComedySchools.com for meeting codes, passwords, etc. That's it. We're done. Bye-bye.